stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, BC has a plan. It's uh, a new plan, kind of a different plan, <laughs> but it's part of their, their bigger plan. Now, we know that BC intends on putting a, a court reference forward. Their argument is, when it comes to, to pipelines and bitumen, that they just want to know. They want to know where provincial jurisdiction over the environment ends and where federal jurisdiction over pipelines begins. So they make it seem rational on the surface, but it, I think to a lot of people it's more about a delay tactic, that federal jurisdiction on this matter is quite clear. And the NEB in its review of this pipeline addressed all of these issues that the B.C. government ostensibly now wants to address. Uh, but they are pressing ahead much to the chagrin of many. Uh, so here's what B.C. Premier John Horgan said today. I don't work for Kinder Morgan. I work for the people of British Columbia. And we said in February we were going to refer this question to a higher court to confirm our jurisdiction. The fact that a press release was issued from a Texas boardroom uh, giving a deadline to uh, parties in British Columbia is entirely their business, and I have no quarrel with that. We have set ourselves on a course to protect and defend the interests of the people of B.C., So the B.C. government today announced a plan to amend the Provincial Environmental Management Act that they say would give them authority to uh, issue a permit before anything could be transported across B.C.'s territory, which would apply them potentially to to bitumen inside pipelines. Joining us to talk a bit more about what was announced today, where the show goes from here, Richard Zussman joins us, uh, reporter with Global News BC, co-author of A Matter of Confidence, the inside story of the political battle for BC. Richard, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, Rob, my pleasure. Okay, so we knew that a court reference was was planned. So what what did we learn today that's new? Yeah, the, the reference is more complex than I think a lot of us anticipated it was going to be. What we thought it was going to be was a question to the court saying something around the lines of, does BC have jurisdiction in this matter? But it's more complex than that. What they've done here is they've presented a draft version of the Environmental Management Act with amendments. And the amendments that they have made to the Act is all around permitting. So how it works in the Act would be that if a company say Kinder Morgan, wanted to increase the amount of bitumen that flowed through British Columbia, they would have to apply for a permit to do so, uh, basically meaning the, the government would stop them from getting that permit and therefore stopping them from increasing the flow of bitumen uh, through British Columbia. Uh, the, uh, the act is quite substantial. It also weighs in on broader sense of hazardous substance permit. So that could be problematic for all sorts of other hazardous substances that could flow uh, through British Columbia and also be applied, if this court case does win, apply at a higher level in terms of what happens if natural gas goes through a provincial jurisdiction or chlorine or other issues that may be determined as hazardous. So there are questions that are emerging about that. Uh, But the the whole document's about three pages long. Uh, it's around uh, solely the incremental increases of products like bitumen. It does not weigh in around restrictions on uh, tanker traffic, which is the big issue that the B.C. government has raised. And then they're now asking the courts, the B.C. Court of Appeal, which is the highest court here in the province, uh, to rule on whether uh BC has the jurisdiction to do something like this Environmental Management Act would allow it to, and is there federal law uh, in place that would be higher than this law uh, and therefore make it impossible? So they're asking the court to look at 
uh, three questions, but all of them are around this Environment Management Act amendments. Well, this is interesting because it, this is all clearly aimed at the Trans Mountain Pipeline project. Yeah. And John Horgan, even, you know, with his reference to, to Texas boardrooms, that, that's who he's talking about. But then, you know, they, they, they frame this as not necessarily being about that pipeline. It's, it's about bigger issues and not necessarily just this one pipeline. But is it pretty clear that this is about Trans Mountain and that if they have this power to issue permits, they could deny the pipeline? Yeah, that's what it's all about, Rob. And, and there could be some other companies that are doing work that they could uh, get punished because of this ongoing battle around Trans Mountain. So I think it's important to explain uh, to people, Albertans, what British Columbia is getting at here. Not that Horgan is right, but his argument has been his concern around the Trans Mountain pipeline is that uh, it would increase tanker traffic on the coast sevenfold. That would increase the risk, he believes, by a far greater number than that of a spill on the coast. And we don't know yet uh, if we have the ability to clean up a bitumen spill on the coast uh, and what effects a spill could potentially have on land long term, whether these companies actually have uh, the financial ability to clean up a spill so that's the argument Horgan made uh, before the election campaign, through the election campaign, made it part of the deal that he signed with the Green Party to get power, and then now has been pushing for it since he's been premier. That's his argument. I think a lot of people have disputed that argument. Uh, but yes, it is all focused, back to your original question, all of this is focused on doing everything, using every tool in the toolkit, is a phrase Horgan has used so many times. It is to use every tool in the toolkit to stop the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. And, and that now we now know that there's this deadline imposed by the company of May 31st that they're going to back away from this project if uh, they don't believe the federal government has done enough to get BC out of the way as potentially stopping this pipeline entirely. Well, it's interesting because this this plan today that they detailed seems to yeah. kind of back away from the question of, of tanker traffic. We also had the federal environment minister today say, you know, maybe we should create a, a joint panel. Ottawa and B.C. get together. We'll have a panel of scientists and we'll focus on the issue of, of oil spills. And that almost seems like kind of the, the carrot approach here it is what kind of reaction is that getting, if, if any? Yeah. So uh, Environment Minister George Heyman was asked about that today. Uh, he believes it shows the federal government is willing to have conversations. The federalism works. This is the way things are supposed to work. We're supposed to have conversations as provinces with the federal government and together to find solutions that work for everybody. Um, I'm not sure if a group of panelists would actually be able to determine, uh, you know, how safe these tankers are or, or what sort of risks are posed by a potential crash. It, it's also important to note that we've never had a major spill uh, of bitumen on the coast. There have been spills of other products that the Premier again likes to mention. The Heltzik First Nation up the coast, northern BC, had a spill last year uh, that took a long time to clean, but it didn't have the same sort of impact potentially a bitumen spill could have. But clearly, uh, that issue that Catherine McKenna raised today is worth discuss discussing, but it's, it's only just part of this big, 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 complex uh, discussion about um, what rights provinces have what are jurisdictional rights, and when a decision is made by the federal government using um, a process by which everybody knew the rules to, um, whether then a province can stand in the way and, and change those rules after the 
the decision was made. So there are a lot of complex issues at play here, and the courts, I think, only solve some of those issues. There will still be complex issues even after the court rules, either in favor of BC or against it. Right, and that's not likely to happen before May 31st. No, it's not. And we heard that today, that Attorney General David Eby uh, here in BC said it would be very, very unlikely, especially now. Alberta says they want to be involved in the court case. No doubt the federal government will be want to be involved in the court case. Saskatchewan may be involved. First Nations will want to be involved. Railway Rail companies will want to be involved. Kinder Morgan may want to be involved. Other uh, companies that are moving product through pipeline uh, through British Columbia may want to be involved. And so all of these groups will have time in court to be heard. Uh, uh, we're not totally sure yet on the actual process in court, but they will have intervener status likely. So all of that will take time, uh, resources in the courtroom. So And then, then there will have to be a decision made at the B.C. Court of Appeal. And that could be appealed as well and end up uh, before the Supreme Court of Canada at some point. And none of, you know, there's no possible way that all of this will be done, even though they are fast-tracking this in a sense. They're doing it as quickly as they can. You know the courts move pretty slowly in this country. So uh, yeah. none of this is expected to be done uh, before uh, May 31st. Well, it's interesting because I wonder, I mean, if Kinder Morgan were, were determined to press ahead, that, that maybe they actually could begin some construction while all this was going on. But we're at this point where... They want some certainty before they commit more to this project. And, you know, given all of this, you you, you could see them walking away. I don't know where there's necessarily a path to certainty here. So that's certainly a challenge now for Ottawa, isn't it? It is a big challenge, right? The the path to certainty is almost the federal government saying this is going to happen no matter what BC does and what the courts rule which we know governments can't do, right? They can't basically say we're going to presuppose a decision by the courts and we're going to go ahead without it unless they determine that the whole question that's being posed before the courts is unconstitutional, which I don't think, again, we'll have a determination before May 31st. I don't want to go too far in the weeds here because I think your first point is, is the right one to make. Kinder Morgan wants certainty. They have investors invest in the company. They want certainty for them. They are concerned about the impacts. And and no doubt, this reference case does not provide certainty. And it's hard to see where the path to certainty is. So I I believe there's a lot of hurdles that still need to be cleared before Kinder Morgan can say on that May 31st deadline, yes, we're going to go ahead with this project. It's, I think BC has done um, everything it can to get in the way of the project, which is what this NDP Green Coalition or, or partnership, it's not a coalition government, but a partnership, everything they've done uh, to make it really, really hard for Trans Mountain to go ahead. All right, we'll see. Richard, thanks for joining us here. Appreciate the update. Yeah, Rob, my pleasure as always. All right, Richard Zussman with Global News in BC. Now, Kinder Morgan has put out a statement. Let me read it to you. Kinder Morgan Canada remains clear and steadfast in our two objectives. Clarity around the ability to construct in BC and the protection of our shareholders. The comments and proposed legislation put forward by the province of BC today signal the province's continued intention to frustrate the project. Kinder Morgan Canada shares the value Canadians, British Columbians place on our environment and our coast We'll continue to build on the knowledge and understanding we have gained over our 65 years of operation and 30 years of transporting daily to bitumen, as well as petroleum products to the West Coast. So that's it. What do you read into that? Uh, there, there's some ominous tones there. There's some, some signs of hope, but that's their statement. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.